Welcome to episode eight of the Connections podcast. I'm Giles Hegarty and I'm joined as always by Max Brown. Max, good evening. Good evening, Giles. How are you? All right, you? Yeah, grand. Yeah, sweet. E- easy week? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, uh, a bit easier than last. So yeah, sweet. Ad. Good. Pleased to hear it. Um, firstly, as always, a massive thanks to our listeners for tuning in to episode seven. Uh, Paul McGee, the sumo guy, feedback has been uh, has been great and it's been uh, really interesting to see the number of people who've been trying to take on board some of his ideas so thanks again to everyone for, for tuning in and thanks to Paul as well for, for coming on the show. Today uh, we are uh, really really fortunate to have uh, a dual sport international ex-Welsh uh, women's rugby player and now the greatest signing Bristol Bears have ever made um, Alex Donovan. Alex welcome to the podcast thanks ever so much for coming on hi uh, thank you for having me um we like we like to start by by throwing it open to, to our guests to just get a little bit of an understanding of, of their story and, and where they've come from to, to where they are now so do you want to give our listeners a little bit of a background on you yeah and I feel like I need to make a point of a, when they said signing of the season it was the year before Sammy <laughs> and Randra were signed but then they released the article the year after so Sammy was like tears <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so uh, my kind of background, oh God. Um, yes, I guess I'm probably, well, more recent, like I retired from um, international rugby coming up to a year ago now. And I, yeah, I own a yoga method and a yoga company called Yogability, um, which is now known as YBL. So um, lockdown kind of turned my business into more of an online yoga business. So that's basically my full-time job and I own a yoga studio in Cardiff as well. Before you you got into the yoga full-time you were a yoga teacher as well as a rugby player have I got that right? Yeah no so I was still a, full, a full-time yoga teacher but playing rugby kind of on the side yeah. but yeah like I was a full-time rugby player and a full-time yoga teacher if that makes okay. sense like we just uh we just did the two so yeah it was um I pretty much, I say I went full-time yoga teacher straight away, but I was in in like 30 kind of week, but everyone was like, you know, you got, I think I was on, I had like the mindset of it. If I'm going to try and go full-time, I may as well like fake it till I make it kind of thing. <laughs> so I just went full-time straight away. And you've, you've made the change from, you've, is it changed name? So you were yoga ability, but now there is a slight twist on it, isn't there? Yeah, so actually, somewhat weirdly, someone asked me about this earlier, and um, I wish it was like a really like thought out process. But um, yeah, so my my yoga method was called Yoga Ability, so it's a mix of yoga and mobility work, which I started off te- um, teaching professional athletes. But I'll speak about that in a bit. And then um, with then we wanted to start creating tops and like t-shirts and, and all of that uh, with yoga ability on but it was just too long to make it look good so my friend was like i'll just cut a few letters off and put ybl so i was like oh great yeah it looks great good and then during lockdown I, I, the kind of yoga ability method that's that stays the same and that's what they teach but the entire brand kind of changed because it went from you know owning studios traveling around teaching yoga to different kind of sport teams and different like CrossFit gyms and stuff to me working online and it really really targeted basically just everybody so anybody and everybody and it kind of helped more with like mental health and then we really promote like 
you know, doing like little things in your day just to make you feel that little bit better. So then we were like, right, it's called YBL, but what can we, what can our tagline be? Like, what can we call it? So I just put like an Instagram poll or like an Instagram questionnaire and about four people replied with the same thing saying, what about YBL, your best life? And like, and I was like, that is amazing. That's so, such a good kind of name to have. And rather than just saying thank you, I was like, you can all have free membership for the rest of your lives. And my business partner was like, just had to say thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, it, and it was, it, it says a lot that, that it was like people's suggestions. Does that make sense? So, so yeah, it was, it, it's called YBL, your best life now. Cool. that was such a long winded way of explaining sorry no not at all and, and actually you've got you've got one of the tops on now the tops it, on, it, yeah. it does look cool so get on the way oh, thank you um you your your background i think is you played netball to a, a you know international level you you got an injury you then changed sport to become an international rugby player and you know you've done that over a period of years and then you made the decision to retire now you you are becoming an a hugely successful businesswoman how have you maintained that the drive throughout all that time um i th- i think your drive changes depending on where you are in life so when basically my parents are really really sporty so my dad um was an international rugby player and my mum still plays hockey for wales so they're just very very sporty people so I was just brought up. It was like one of those families that go on a run on, on holiday and stuff. Like, and I just thought that was just normal. And people like, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was like a normal way. So I think my motivators were always my parents. Is that I just tried every sport. And then I found netball, really enjoyed netball, played that. And then um, basically, I just, I've always been at the mindset. And it definitely comes from my parents that I, I don't really doubt not don't doubt myself that sounds really cocky it's just like I just I'm like always like oh why not me so if I if like with the yoga method I I did it myself because I'm like well I could do that I could create a yoga method and and make it my own and, and all this so I think I almost always had my parents kind of inspiration driving me I guess to to do whatever I wanted to do and then with the rugby it's, it's a uh, more of a, like a saddest story that when I started playing rugby I was uh, it was after my Achilles injury and I just was always too scared to go back to netball weirdly and I always kind of had that rugby I guess rugby was just in my blood for my dad and just really enjoyed the game that I was like I'm just going to join rugby instead and one of my best friends in rugby um, died in a car accident um, really early on in her international career and like I guess you can call it fate or whatever but in her memorial game um the Welsh coaches are there and that's when they spotted me to to invite me to the kind of the Welsh squad so that's how my career started I had only been playing rugby less than a year before I got called up and from that she was always my driver in rugby so Ellie was always the person that you know if I didn't get selected or or got injured or anything it was always like she was it was never that bad because I was doing it for her mm-hmm. so that, and I guess that's why I found it really hard to retire after that because it was kind of my link with Ali as well but um so that's always been my driver but it's, it's definitely to do with mindset as well of um I guess a bit of confidence in in like yourself your ability and like I always do things I enjoy which then you almost don't need motivation for if that makes sense yeah absolutely 
Yeah, how did you, you say you had a, a big link to your friend who sadly passed away. How did you, when you decided to walk away from rugby, how did you deal with that kind of identity loss? Because that's something me and Giles have both experienced, not to an extent probably you felt, but a similar sort of way, kind of we really struggled with kind of just not playing, not being involved, kind of how did you deal with that, taking that part of your life away from you? Yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? Because now I always, I really, I was saying actually to Giles earlier, I really worry about the girls because I think I was always lucky in the way of, I was like, I wasn't a professional athlete. So I always had to have a different life. So I always had to have something to fall back on. And, and um, I think I probably, I left rugby because I didn't, it was almost like the stresses and the the demands from it outweighed how much I enjoyed it in the end. So I guess that that made my decision for me. I may have retired uh, like without reaching my potential, but identity-wise, it's hard. It's a really hard one to answer because I was like known as Alex, like the the rugby playing yogi. They used to say like I was like a half rugby player, half yoga, and then now I was full yoga, and I was like I'm not even. I don't even class myself as a yogi. So I found it really hard to um walk away and it's almost like it's you grieve it as well because you know this is a decision you want to do or like you may be forced out with injury so it's almost like going through a similar to like a death where you grieve that part of your life that's gone but I do think I, I prepared myself for it because a few of my friends were like Olympic athletes and I saw them go through such a hard like really dark place when they retired and they retired really young but they just didn't know how to live without having that their identity was being an athlete. So I think I was really in a position, which was lucky for me that I'd prepared myself and I knew I was going to feel like this, but I kind of like just rode through it and, and just knew that like rugby wasn't my identity. Like the person I am is my identity. So, you know, like, I, I'm still in touch with the girls. It's not the same. And you you know, it's not the same because even if you go for coffee with them and stuff, they all talk about rugby and all of that. So you do feel like a bit of an outsider. But I think it's just knowing that there's a life outside. And I guess I do think you forget it when you're involved in the rugby and, and even straight after you retire, you forget that there's an entire world outside. Yeah, that's that's so true. I know when I was coaching, I would be, you know, the people you just forget that there's people in your phone book that you haven't spoken to for so long because you just get caught up in that bubble that you know you're going from July to April with the season and suddenly think shit I've not spoken seen someone or spoken to someone for for 10 months and then you try and cram it all into that off season and and then when I when I stopped coaching you suddenly you'd start to realize your eyes start to open up and you think oh there's there's a there's a whole world out yeah. there that I can get back involved in. Um, do you do you miss any of it? Do you miss like match the match day buzz or? Um, yes, but I even like my favorite game for Wales was my first ever one because I didn't like I didn't even know the rules. To be honest, like didn't even <laughs> like I was so new in the game that I didn't. I was so naive to it because I think the thought and the idea of playing to that level is really different to the reality. So um, even like. So one of my friends, like he, he wrote a book and, and he is like, you know, doubles Lions captain, like really like, you know, people would want his career. And he was like, I hate, I hate the part of my, of my career. Like you forget. And I think when you 
take a step back, all you remember is the good times. So, you know, it's like, it's that thing, like when you go through a breakup, all you remember is the good parts of your ex. And like, it's, it's yeah, it's, it, you do, you do remember all the good times, but I, I'm quite good with like knowing myself and, and kind of dealing with it and knowing that I'm, I miss the highs, but the lows, they are kind of outweighed the highs at the end. And I'm happy with the memories I made, but I don't regret my decision, which I think says a lot. You've clearly got uh, a really high level of self-awareness. And do you think you've always had that or has that come from experience or mm. how, how have you developed that? Um, I definitely don't think it's, no, I definitely don't think I used to have it when I was younger. I was, um, I, I think now definitely being a business owner, you have to like, your weaknesses are like highlighted so you can't even avoid them um so like trying to like yeah manage business and stuff i this may be too personal so you may be like cutting this out but i was in a, a like a physically abusive relationship when i was younger so that changed my entire mi mindset on i always thought i would be like a person that would never put up with anything like that and going through it i think really changed um how i saw myself so then i was really like worked with like a counselor for ages on, on that and just became more and more self-aware but I do think it's a mix between you know the business probably like bad relationships and in rugby I do think it like reveals character a lot and training does that and like you know I think that's why when when someone's into training the same as you is you get on almost instantly because you know you're both similar in the in the kind of like what character you've got that you want to push through hard times to get through kind of a workout or life and and so I think yeah I think it's just happened over time as a, a female athlete having and for me having worked in in female sport when as a coach in rugby as well one of the things I've been really aware of is the the so well the, the media perception particularly social media and some of the abuse that can can come your way I'm sure you've experienced it. How do you how do you deal with that? Um, it's a weird one because you want to be like on one breath, you just want to like reply like such a aggressive. You know, when you're driving, you like road rage. You just want to reply with such an aggressive message back, and people are like, "Don't don't rise to it." And I'm like, sometimes I just like rose to it. And I didn't even care. I was just like replying to people left, right, and center. But I think it's more like everyone's like it says more about them than you which I try and think about but it doesn't help sometimes so <laughs> it was worse to me when people I knew so I'd have clients that were like oh it's really unattractive that you play rugby so like for them to actually feel like I'm the type of person they can just say that to and that's fine was just really bizarre to me so I'd always I would I'm really good at laughing stuff off so like even in an argument I like I find things like that quite funny because it's almost so rude that you're like that that it's just so like I don't know it's just it's a bit baffling to me and I would just rather them just not say anything like if we haven't got your support as the female rugby players you just just like it's fine just don't even bother commenting okay. on it so it's bizarre to me that they go out of their way to to make you feel rubbish yeah I mean we've we've talked a lot about social media over a few episodes yeah. the pressures that that it creates um I've seen it at school with with some of the stuff that goes on with the kids and you just think you've got nothing nice to say just 
don't don't fucking bother. <laughs> I, yeah, and you think it's such a like a no, like I would never. I just would. I it wouldn't even cross my mind to write something horrible on someone else's is picture or page or or anything. So it's it's bizarre when people do it to you. And and yeah, we do get it quite a lot in in women like in rugby but to be honest it probably does us a favor like to get us more kind of publicity <laughs> all way. so I'm like it's fine no it's um yes yeah, bizarre but social media's just got its good and bad points isn't it well, you, you're quite you are quite active on social media I mean obviously as a business owner it's helped you to promote your business particularly during lockdown but one of the things that has really impressed me is how you are you seem to be very much yourself like you know you're comfortable in your own skin you're happy to put that on there you, you know you, you'll you'll have a beer and you'll post that and, it, and it's it, it's actually quite refreshing i know we would you and i were talking about vicky patterson on the high performance before we came on air and she's very much like that as well i don't actually follow her but you know i believe she's really open and stuff like that yeah i think i think um that's probably actually what one one of the most compliments i get is i actually really genuine like so and that i've always I always have been and even you know people think social media is like a job which oh, is hard it is for business like you have to be present and that's the only marketing kind of thing that I do is social media so you kind of have to be really present on it but it's just like I couldn't sleep at night if I knew I was promoting something that I didn't believe in mm. I, I just don't understand and especially like around mental health and like social media is it's, it's mad because I always recommend people getting off social media but it's my job, so I can't really, like, I, it's that kind of catch-22 where you're like, right, I need to post, but I, I want people to get off social, social yeah. media. And, but it, I, I think there's more and more people that are, are more genuine on social media and like, yeah, it's fine to have a beer. Like, I, I drank all the way through my international career. I had to have a beer. Like, not, 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 like, I'm not an alcoholic, but maybe sound like I drank <laughs> every day. I just, like, like having a beer now and again. So I, but I was all really open open about it and I think it's good to see that side and it does make you more human to people yeah um so oh yeah I'm just really conscious of being genuine on that yeah for people kind of of my generation of kind of a younger age do you think like there's anything people can do to try and be more genuine like, I don't know if it's like following certain people or just posting whatever you want but like you seem to kind of not really care as Giles said what other people think and you kind of do what you want is there any kind of like advice for like younger people just to kind of do them like kind of thing yeah so like comparison is the worst thing mm. I even like I think I dipped in it when at the start of probably my yoga career and it almost made me change my entire way of teaching and I, I think it's I basically, what I did straight away was unfollow anybody that made me feel like shit, really. So I, I would unfollow like models. I'd unfollow anyone else that taught yoga. Like anyone that made me feel like, or doubt myself for a second or made me feel just a little bit shit for that day. And I just, just my, and then my entire feed just opened up with like my friends or like funny people, like memes. And, and then all of a sudden it's like positive kind of, like my screen was filled with like positive things I was seeing my friends and I was seeing like people happy and laughing and, and all of that and it does actually change your entire mood rather than like seeing like you know a model on a beach like thinking and I'm like oh, I'm in you know it just the comparison element of it is what actually I think people really struggle with 
and not caring how many likes you get is oh, I can't even tell you how I hate the fact that people are so focused on how many likes they get or how many followers they've got or anything like that because like at the end of the day that's not going to make people happy but they think it will and you almost crave once you get I think like you know 500 likes on a picture or whatever you'll crave that and it's a really dangerous kind of um thing to fall into I think that you're craving attention from people you don't know on your your life so you're like oh when I posted me you know half naked on the beach that had more likes now I'm gonna I'm gonna be half naked all over the like that 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 isn't what we should promote and it's not real life so I just I think it's really hard to tell young people not to focus on the likes because they think likes on Instagram will make them like themselves more and it just doesn't work like that you've now taken your your best life YBL to Bristol Bears I I do some yoga I'm nowhere near in your league um we teach at a school we have a yoga instructor that comes in and, and we always have a lot of chat with the lads the year 11 lads in particular who say oh you know we're just going to sit around alming and and when you start to explain to them it's a little bit more about developing power and strength and balance and that sort of thing they they tend to get into it you're going in or you've gone into an elite sporting environment there's some big characters joycey is someone i know pretty well um uh, how is that how did it work when you first got there um yes I've worked with quite a few sport teams before I actually got um I knew said got signed I, I'm not signed for Bristol but <laughs> I work with them um yes yeah, so I got I used to work with a few sport teams but I Bristol's really different so Rory mess Rory's the head of medical and he me messaged me because it reminded me on Instagram saying oh, I'm the head of medical for Bristol um like we're looking for a yoga teacher we we've we've kind of trialed loads of yoga teachers they just haven't got the kind of fit that, the, that me or the boys kind of want so we both probably work in really similar ways rather so I was like in a way I wasn't bothered if I work for them or not which is a kind of a good position to be in I just saw it as more effort to kind of travel to Bristol than than anything else so he said oh what if I come down to one of your classes I can see your style I can see your personality kind of in the class and then we'll go from there so he came down, he was like a, a 6.30 a.m. class. He came to Cardiff, did the class, had a coffee after. And he said, like, that's basically what I need for my players. And, and Rory was like, right, showed me basically data of this is the amount of soft tissue injury we get currently. And I need you to basically make, like, help me here and reduce the injury, injury rate. I was like, no pressure. <laughs> so I was like, well, no, I'm not going to promise I can do that. I can, I can teach them what I know and I can teach them yoga. If that helps with the soft tissue injury rate, great. But like, you know, it doesn't, that like hour twice a week or like half an hour twice a week, like it needs to be implemented more than twice a week. So they do yoga with them like every morning for 15 minutes. And then I go in once or twice a week. So I went, I went, my first session with the boys, it, it was just, it, the culture was what shocked me the most, mm. was that they all came over, they all said hi, they all like shook my hand or, or like high five, fist pump, whatever. And then after the session, they all say thank you, or help me carry my stuff out to the car. Like the culture there is so different to any team I've ever, 
been involved in and worked for that was like no wonder they're like you know they were on their way up because Pat Lamb I think just came in and just changed the entire entire game for them um and I think it, it helps that I come from a rugby background so when Rory's like you know we've got a game here uh, rest here like I know exactly what he means so rather than trying to teach someone that only knows yoga about rugby I, he kind of had the best of both worlds I think has it has the role changed as you've been in there I know you we're going to talk about in a, in a minute or two I'm sure about the mental health aspect of, of yoga and how the business has changed has it changed more being in Bristol yes you're still concentrating on this the the mobility, flexibility, and, and that sort of thing. But has there been a shift more towards mental health as well with it? Um, not so much, but I think with, weirdly, not so much, because I think they, they love, like, so when I was first one in, trying to do any relaxation, which is like their form of meditation, but they call it relaxation, with them, they just didn't really, it's kind of like you have to ease them into it, if that makes sense because it was such a, they're like, they just weren't used to, I guess, yoga. They weren't used to kind of, you know, doing a flow and then finish off with the relaxation. It was almost trying to give them a, a different kind of switch off. So they probably don't really realize what they're doing because they just, you know, do the class. Whereas like you try and give them like at least five minutes of total relaxation, which would change like their entire mindset for the day so it ha it's changed with regards to like you know players change that the, the they're, they're really buying into it like I do one-to-ones now with Sammy rather than he doesn't do the group he, he he's he's more into like the mental side of it as well so he likes like the chilled version but it's they're more aware of it but I think that their entire culture helps with their mental health which sounds maybe like a cop-out but mm. but everything they do is around them feeling the best and training the best and being the best that they can. And that's from like head to toe. Wow. Sounds like an all right culture to be in, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> Bouncing kind of from that, do you, are you into kind of your manifestation, your kind of spiritual journey? Um, how have you kind of seen that transition from the start of your business to kind of where you are now? Oh, yeah. Like, I, well, I'm not scared to say, like, when I started yoga, I was like, I cannot do this. Like, Zen. <laughs> like, my, my entire tagline was yoga without the Zen. That was yoga ability. It was like trying to, like, get away from all this, like, spiritual whatever it was that yeah. I was like, I don't need this. Like, I don't want this kind of thing. And now I'm like, I love it. But But I understand that people don't. Like, so I, I'm aware that people still don't love that spiritual side of it and trying to, it's hard because people think meditation, you have to sit down, close your eyes for 10 minutes and just focus on yourself. But for me, like, and, and a lot of my members, meditation is being like really present in that moment. So you can be, you can do that in a yoga class. You can be really present in a yoga class. So don't get me wrong at the start of my yoga career I was so anti-zen like I didn't even think I did like relaxation with people I was just like you know physical side of yoga and that's it and now it yeah it's totally changed like uh, and we we have a meditation coach that comes on and, and like teaches people how like how to meditate people that don't really know where to start and so yeah it's totally changed like 
I get, and I, I do think lockdown's got a big part in that because people that never struggled with mental health before, like I, like everyone I know struggles now. How has that being online then? How has that changed how you you put the business out there? So I didn't even consider going online before because I wouldn't have even known where to start. I remember trying to write yoga programs and stuff, and it's just really. Oh, it's just too too many words to try and like fit in onto her page. So um, then, yeah, I started doing live. I did basically did free Instagram live classes, and I was very naive to lockdown. I was like, that's gonna last three weeks, and then we'll be done. So I was like, oh, I'll just do free classes every day of lockdown. And I honestly got to my hundredth free, and I was like, what? like every day at 8am I never had one lie in in lockdown I was like what have I done so after like my 100th live there's people in Australia doing it and like Ireland and and people that would never come to the class so they said oh if we still paid you would you carry on teaching us yoga online so because it's online you will never get the feel of kind of a yoga studio or hot yoga studio or anything like that so I've tried to make it more accessible for everybody. So we do shorter sessions. So we do like, you know, 10 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes lunchtime, half an hour in the evenings of just trying to get people to move. So like, I think yoga is probably one of the only things that will stay really popular online because you don't need anything. You can do it on your floor. And it was just trying to change people's mindset of like, okay, you yeah, people are working from home. It's a really, it's quite cool a really hard kind of routine if you're working from home and you're just like sat in the same space if you live in a, you know if you live in a flat or whatever so we were like right you've got 10 minutes which everyone has 10 minutes in a day you can move you can meditate you can do plastic you can do anything we can offer in 10 minutes and we were trying to just cater that for everybody and I think 10 minutes like no one's actually got an excuse anything longer I get it seems a little bit more daunting so we just tried to make them shorter so more people would try them. Did you find that um, you struggle with the, the connection or people struggle with the connection because it was on online or did it not make any difference? Um, I, I, I did. I, I honestly thought that I would be like the best presenter and the best like social media person by now and be like, Hey guys, welcome to my class in the morning. And still, I'm like, I'm so tired today. <laughs> like, I'm still like, oh, this is so hard. And when I try and leave, I'm like, oh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Or like, don't worry if not, like, I'll see you. And because they can't really talk back, it's literally just like them staring at me. But then you've got the, yes, it's just them staring at me trying to say bye for like five minutes. Uh, but then you have got that, um, like social media interaction, like a lot of people will message you and, and people that probably would be too intimidated to come to a class, they love it. And they, they or people that feel really isolated, like if you're a stay at home mum or, or you work from home and then you've got kids, like how they ever expect to go to a yoga class. So r- rather than seeing it as like less interactive, seeing it more accessible for people. So people can move, they can move and like their kids try and do it with them. I, I do struggle with it sometimes because like I really miss having you get energy from your class and it sounds really cliche but you do like have a kind of you, you do kind of get a lift from teaching people in, in a class but sometimes it's just like me on my tripod and I'm like okay bye <laughs> <laughs> but like I think they don't care they, they, they like it anyway and they'll message me after being like 
bloody hell that was like hard or like you know they're like you're getting even worse like your introduction like they are really they're really interactive but just in a different way Mm. i think yeah 100 it's important to say i mean clearly you work with some very big athletes big physically but also big and you know semis one of the most recognizable rugby players if not the most recognizable rugby player in the world um that you know yoga has certainly become much more acceptable for men um yeah Yeah. as i say it's something that i do i've done for for many years the thing i really like about it is that if i if i am thinking about anything else i can't hold a pose yeah and so therefore i've got to have whether it's 10 minutes however long that that i'm doing it for i've got to clear my head have you found that and particularly during lockdown and coming out of lockdown that your clientele has shifted yes yeah definitely i think it's funny isn't it because it is getting more popular with men but it's like people like semi that would so uh pat lamb told me once that like because semi wanted to pay for um so that bristol don't pay for him like he pays for himself to do one-to-ones with me um and he like stretches like a, a um like with a band like now like in a meeting and stuff and then pat goes downstairs and like all the academy boys like stretching with a band <laughs> <laughs> and like it just shows like the influence that people like that will have yeah um it has definitely changed because my entire brand has, so before it was very catered towards athletes or people that are physically active, that it was like to improve their performance or improve their recovery. And, and now it's just trying to get people moving. Like it can, it can, and it's, it'll always be for athletes. It'll always be for, um, you know, pe- like people that want to improve strength through range and, and people that want that active recovery. But my entire audience has changed because of, definitely because of lockdown, because it's online and because it is hard. Like, it's a, um, I don't, I, I think we kind of take it for granted as like athletes that, you know, doing a downward dog on a plank position and a push-up position is really hard for some people. So it's almost um, targeted to totally different kind of audiences where one's like the athlete that wants it for more of a recovery and the other one wants it for that physical kind of, strength kind of workout almost mm. um and then we also try and target like we do like yin classes and restorative which is really really chilled for people just to it's almost like you need to be accountable to chill now so like logging in to do a class yeah to chill like that they're they're, they're doing it with me whereas like you think you'd be able to you know stretch and lie down for like half an hour on your own we wouldn't do that for yourself so we ha- we give them, I guess, the accessibility to to do it. Even though sometimes I'm like, like I'm talking them through it, and I, I find silence is quite awkward, which doesn't help when you're teaching them, like a very meditative <laughs> class. So um, yeah, but they, um, it's, yeah, my ta- my target audience has changed. Like, yeah, my audience has changed massively. Well, those is that- sorry, go on. No, go on. I was just going to check. Is it is that accountable to chill? I've got I've written that down I love that Sorry, what kind of what would you be for people who aren't on the athletes kind of side of the spectrum for people kind of starting out what would you kind of suggest be a startup kind of what things are really important that you've learned that you had no idea kind of even were important when you started out 
What is in 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 yoga yeah, or like in yoga? Yeah. Kind of yeah. What would you want to do? Like I don't I don't practice yoga. Like kind of if yeah. I was going to go into yet, it, Max. kind of what would yet. be? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Kind of what what kind of things would you suggest to people? So it's it's mad because I remember when I when I started yoga and what like the <laughs> so I was like oh I, I tried yoga and I just didn't really like it and then someone was like oh what yoga and I was like just yoga like you know there's only one <laughs> but there are so many different styles like to start with you've got to find an instructor that you like because like you know if you I can't really want to like you know that American kind of like <laughs> really loud <laughs> like there's been some like that that I just can't warm to sometimes but so you've got to find an instructor that you like. And I would start, it's really hard. When you, I, I never really recommend people start in a beginner's yoga class, which sounds really bizarre, but you're probably a lot more active than a beginner's yoga kind of client because you're, if you're already physically active, you're going to be a beginner in some positions. You're, like, you're not going to know the flows. Like I wouldn't jump into an advance, but you could do like your... Um, I guess just like a normal yoga class because you're already physically active. So if you struggle with balance, any class that they do balance, you may struggle. But then if you've got good hip mobility, when they're doing hips, you're not going to be a beginner. So I always tell people just to jump into like, so we do a called a slow flow, which is like still a flow class. It's just a little bit slower. So you get used to all the moves. So, and then from that, Oh, actually, I would just recommend you try YBL online. No, but yeah, I would just try a slight, slow class and just go more than once. Don't just go once. And if you, even if you're like, what was that? That was so hard. The more you go, the more you get used to the moves and you, you do start getting into it. So it is really trying to be consistent over a couple of weeks before you kind of make the decision if you like it or not. Yeah, awesome. Give it a go. <laughs> hey, get on it. Thursday mornings. Yeah. Get, West, get Westgate to get it in the in the program. Oh uh, no, no. <laughs> um, as you as you've shifted to to your best life, has that seen an increased focus in in mental well being? Has there been a, a conscious shift? Yeah, uh, definitely, and and not. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a conscious shift, and, and it's trying to make a point of saying that that one thing does not work for everybody so when we post something love like try this to help with mental health if it doesn't work it doesn't mean you're broken it just means that you haven't found something that will help you yet so we really promote like you know right if you're having a really stressful day just put on a really good song that you like and just dance around for a minute like even things like that or like really enjoying your coffee in the morning like getting up and moving little things like that that like sea dips like as much as they won't change your life just doing it once, they'll change your mood for that little moment. And then that over time will eventually change your life. So it's not necessarily like the short term kind of fix. It's more just trying to implement little things into your life. Like I read a um, quote before by Jim Carrey and it was like, I, it said something like, I believe depression is legitimate, but I also believe if you don't give yourself like enough sunlight, enough like nutritious meals, like good material, you don't surround yourself by support and you don't exercise, that you're not giving yourself a fighting chance. And that always really stuck with me that like, as much as like, I'm not saying I'm going to cure your depression or anything, 
but if you're not doing little things in your life to help that then you're not giving yourself a chance and I think that's what we try and promote we try and promote the little things in your life that can help you lead to your best life if that makes sense so that's where it kind of came it kind of leads to now we we always ask our guests what their one habit would be for you know for good mental well-being so people have heard me say this many times before max is a big eater i'm i'm big on my exercise what's what's alex donovan's one habit laughing like to laugh a lot that's pretty good i think that's how you go do Alex, it's been it's been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for for giving up your time. Um, it's been it's been eye opening. It really has. Thank you. I re- we really do oh, appreciate it. Thank you. It. Sorry, um, I know some of my answers are so long. I just no, don't get good. to the point. <laughs> Not at all. Don't be silly. Um, just you, please give give our listeners all your your social media and and the YBL website. Uh, well, I don't really like doing this. Uh, (laughs) so my YBL website is www.ybl.fit and then my social media is Alex says A-L-E-C-S underscore Donovan cool all right thank you so much (laughs) thank Uh, you so much um so uh Max great to see you as always um good luck for for uh the rugby that's coming up prediction for this weekend for Alex before you go prediction for this weekend Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to guess. I don't know. You guys go first. I'll follow. Oh, Ireland, Ireland, Ireland win. France win. Scotland win. Yeah, I could back that. I want to see Chess play. Let's see if he can get in there. Yeah, get in the team. Yeah, he's still in the squad, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Alex. I'm going to watch uh, Bristol first as well. Say again. Oh yeah. Bristol, uh, I'm going to watch Bristol first as oh, well. Oh cool. <laughs> it's the same time as the Welsh game. <laughs> exactly. You, I'm you like half on my phone. <laughs> half, yeah, yeah. 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 Come on, give us give us your prediction. Uh, Wales. <laughs> I gotta go Wales. <laughs> I don't know. Oh god, I don't know. I don't even know. Uh. Um, <laughs> I can't even decide. Honestly, I was doing. I was on a TV program before doing this, and they were like, "Give us your prediction." And I was here for like ten minutes, and they were like, "No." Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I'm just gonna like." Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even like guessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say I should go for a Wales win. Yeah, yeah, just a Wales win, and then I'll be yeah. happy. All right. <laughs> thanks. Thanks again. Uh, thanks to all to all our listeners. As always, um, if you want to get in touch, you can get us out on at the dot connections podcast on instagram our email address is on there as well if you want to get in touch and uh, we will uh, look forward to catching up with everyone soon thanks very much indeed